You're listening to the Be Well, Be Wild podcast. I'm Jenny Wolf, and with over 13 years of coaching experience, I know a thing or two about transforming the way you live, love, and lead. If you're looking to wildly upgrade your life, relationships, productivity, mental, physical, spiritual well-being, then you're in the right place. My goal on this podcast is to show you how to authentically leverage greater well-being, connection, and leadership to create true joy and lasting success at home and work. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, skills, and mindset shifts required to say bye to the status quo life and hello to being well and wildly successful. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. And if you noticed at all, I took last week off. So hopefully you guys are caught up on all the podcasts so far. And it's actually going to be a fitting thing for today's topic. But before we jump in, I want to share with you something that I'm really excited to offer you guys that's completely free. And if you have been enjoying these podcasts, then you are going to want to know about this. So on September 19th, I am hosting a free five-day workshop that is all about breaking through to your well-being and work-life balance. And in this workshop, you're going to learn how to remove the blind spots that are keeping you from creating a healthy work-life balance and to begin having the structure, clarity, and time you need to actually create the work life that you desire. And I'm going to go into that today to share with you, like, how do we actually create long-term changes, things, changes that actually stick. So we're going to touch on that today in in today's podcast. However, in this live workshop, you will learn how, you know, you've really actually been set up to feel trapped, to feel like you're running in these cycles and how to actually reverse that programming for good. We'll also cover some of the biggest blocks to work-life balance, the most common ones that I have seen with my clients and how to actually release them. And we'll look at how to consistently be a productive, calm, and effective leader at work, home, and for yourself, and how to have a healthier quality of life and how that actually changes you and the world. And the most exciting thing on the final day is I'm going to give you guys the only blueprint you really need to master your energy and unlock a clear path forward. So I know that's a lot of things, but I love to give you guys the goods. And this is going to be a five-day workshop at lunchtime. It's actually intentionally set up this way because I am actually encouraging you guys to take a moment in the middle of the day to invest in yourself. And so it is going to be scheduled around lunchtime for about 30 minutes. Um, And if you can't make it live, no problem. You will get the recording as long as you register. Um, So if this is something that you're like, yes, 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 please, um, please go to the show notes and you will see a link to register for the Breakthrough to Wellbeing workshop. I'm so excited to meet some of you guys and have a conversation with you. Um, And I will be giving you some tools and so many great insights that will, I know, help you. So um, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump in today's topic that is very closely related to this, which is what long-term change really requires. So what I'm curious about is have you ever said or thought, I'll do that when 
It's the first of the month, when I get back from vacation, when I have more time, after next quarter. So maybe it's you postponing your self-care. Maybe it's you postponing a hard conversation. Perhaps it's you postponing having fun or prioritizing a relationship. And I think this is really common. I know I do it. I know my clients have done it. And it's so common because we often want transformation. We crave transformation. However, you may not like change. And that is totally fine. So a lot of us want change, but or a lot of us want transformation, but we don't want to change. And so today I want to share with you a few things that you might be overlooking that causes you to have this yo-yo success that you might be experiencing, which is, you know, one month you might be doing really great in your business, but your relationships uh, aren't so great. Or the next month, you know, you might be crushing your workouts, feeling so good, um, but yet your business or career just feels blah. And so I want to actually share with you some ways, or I'm actually going to share with you one thing (laughs) that you can do now to actually create long-term transformation. And what this really is about is a way of being that becomes well-integrated and normal for you. And that is not a one-time thing. It's going to take some work to do that. But I'm going to share with you usually the missing ingredient that people don't pause and take time to think about that can actually shift this for you, that can have you integrate this way of being into your life, which is one of the most powerful things when we're looking at transformation. It really starts with who you are being, not necessarily what you are doing. So let's look at three things that might get in the way of this, that might get in the way of you creating long-term transformation and instead has you yo-yo. And I think it's important for us to look at what these things that are are these things that are getting in the way because then when you spot it, it no longer controls you. So if you've listened back to a, you know any of the other podcasts, you've probably heard me say this before is that once we shine a light on something, it no longer has um, complete control over us without us being, you know, blunt, we're not blind to it, right? So in other words, we're finding our blind spots so that we can then, um, you know, transform them into something else. So that's why we look at these things that are getting in the way. So one of the things that I often hear from people that is getting in the way is people pleasing or another way of looking at this is just saying yes all the time, right? So, you know, someone asks you something and you say yes because you want to be helpful and you're probably a nice person and, you know, you want to you want to say yes because maybe you love this person, maybe you really care about this person and you might be very compassionate And you want to say yes to this, to this person. And that causes you to be overcommitted, overbooked, um, and not necessarily just from like a schedule standpoint, but also from an energetic standpoint. And that's where I think sometimes we overlook this saying yes or this, you know, what some people call this people pleasing because we think, well, oh, if I can fit it into my schedule, then, you know, I should say yes. But if we think about from an energetic standpoint, you know what? I know that if I say yes to this thing, maybe let's say it's a party that a friend has invited you to. If you know that, yeah, you could go, you have that night off, yet 
you know that you are tired because maybe you have been really prioritizing your well-being and you've been working out and that's a new change for you. So, you know, you're a little bit more tired than normal, but you've also been, you know, prioritizing other relationships and you, from an energetic standpoint, know that you should say no, but you say yes. And so this contributes to that yo-yo. And I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about here. We don't have to talk too much about this one. The other thing is your strong work ethic may be getting in the way. And this is something that obviously is a status symbol (laughs) with a lot of us. You know, we feel like if we work really hard, then we're going to be successful. And while that might be true to a certain extent, it is not always true. And what this belief might cause us to, uh, to do is is avoid resting or even like playing because we think that resting, we associate resting with lazy and we think, oh, if I'm taking time off or I'm not doing work, then I am being lazy for lack of a better word. Um, so your strong worth ethic can actually get in the way of you having this long-term uh, transformation that you might be looking for. And then another one that I think is pretty sneaky, this is a big one for me and often for a lot of my clients, um, which is having really high expectations. This can be getting in the way of you having long-term success because you might just be setting yourself up for failure. Um, A very simple example to see if you're actually doing this is like if you create a to-do list and if you actually look at that to-do list and you go through, maybe just go back and see to-do lists that you've created. Um, and go through, and I want you to actually look at how long each of those tasks would take you to actually complete, to be able to check off. And if there's not enough hours in the day for you to get those things done and actually sleep and like eat food and work out or whatever else that you want to be doing, then you probably have really high expectations and you're setting yourself up for failure. And so this can happen, you know, with to-do lists, but this can also happen with other people, right? You might have really high expectations of other people. And if you're doing that, you're kind of setting them up for failure, especially if you aren't communicating. And so this is where resentment will build. And that can be taxing on our energy. So we want to start to be aware of our high expectations. One of the things that I learned through doing years and years of therapy, I remember my therapist telling me this, um, who I'm so thankful to because she, you know, has really informed the work that I do today. But She, um, I remember talking to her about this and she said, so if you go to a buffet, uh, do you put everything on your plate or do you kind of think about what you want and what you feel like goes together and then put those things on your plate and then eat that? And then when you're done, you might be like, okay, I'm still hungry and then I'll go get more. But, you know, you kind of pace yourself, right? So it's the same thing with our expectations around things. Um, And so when we have these high expectations, it's almost like we create this sense of urgency that it has to happen now. Or sometimes, like I joke around with my clients about this, it's like, oh, it needs to be done yesterday, right? So then you just always feel like you're behind. And that's really, you know, not a fun way to live. Um, I know that I have been guilty of this. And, you know, it can feel just draining because you just feel like you can never get ahead because you wanted to get these things done yesterday and they're not done. And, you know, you're just always feel like you're playing catch up. So these are three things that can get in the way. And if you relate to any of these, then please keep listening. Um, so let's actually jump into what is this thing that we need to create long-term success? 
that creates this long-term, you know, stable well-being, uh, work-life balance, um, quality of life, you know, that that's not this yo-yo experience. And what I'm saying here too, I want to be very careful about this because what I'm not, I'm what I'm not saying is that you are going to have days that are not great. So that's going to happen. But what I mean is that you kind of have, you will have this unshakable joy, this unshakable peace that is still within you. And that's what I mean by long-term change. Um, instead of feeling like you are kind of on a roller coaster all the time. So let's let's actually look at what what we need to do. The first step is to actually create the space to think about what you actually want. So we need to begin as well, this is how Stephen Covey says, we need to begin with the end in mind. So now that's the fr- I'm saying that that's the first step, but there's something hidden here, which is actually like the pre first step. So that's really where we're going is creating the space, but the but usually the thing that people are overlooking is the willingness to create the space. Are you willing? And that's really the first thing that it requires because like I said earlier is a lot of us want transformation, but we don't want to change. So this requires our willingness to create the space, to create the time to think about what we actually want to prioritize. And that takes some courage. And so that's often what we're avoiding because it feels easier to simply just address the urgent things, right? Brene Brown says, I love the way that she says this. Says, she says, it takes courage to say yes to rest and play in a culture where exhaustion is seen as a status symbol. So that's really what I'm talking about here. Saying yes to rest and play, but t- saying yes to space, having space for transformation. That is going to require you to be willing to be courageous to say yes to those things because we are so wired or we have been so wired to hustle and grind. Um, And so I'm going to actually give you a tool that can support you with that. But one of the things that I like to think about this is when I think about courage, I think about rebelling um, in some fashion because we're wired to do this thing like um, to be to be exhausted because that's a status symbol, to be busy as a status symbol or busy as a badge of honor, right? Um, those types of things, because that is like a wiring and that's what a lot of other people do and that feels like that's the norm, then I want you to be thinking about how can you rebel against that? What would it look like to rebel against that? Your rest and your play and your taking time away from these normal things, what other people do, may feel like a rebellion, because it's not what other people are used to you doing and it's not what you're used to you doing either right so like if you think about it you know a lot of people say right like our our um transformation begins you know at the edge of your comfort zone right and while that's really cheesy it is very true because we're essentially saying like hey it's not going to be comfortable and so you're going to feel like you're rebelling against something 
So that might be another way for you to think about it. Um, and this is really the, the thing that is so important. I want you to think about it this way. Space is required for things to transform. So if you had Play-Doh in a little container and you wanted to form it into something, do you keep it inside of the container or do you have to take it out so that you have space to form it? I would say that you have to take it out, right? I mean, you don't have to, but it's going to feel a lot more constrictive and harder to make the thing that you want to make with you pushing your fingers inside of the Play-Doh jar, right? Instead of you just taking it out and forming it into something. And this is my point when it comes to transformation is that it requires space and it requires stillness, which I think of those things as kind of the same thing. Um, and this really hit home for me in 2013. And if you've known me for a while, you've probably heard this story before. But um, around that time, I was working in a corporate position and I was, I was definitely burnt out. Um, I didn't, you know, say that at the time because I think often when we're experiencing burnout, we're like in denial. At least that was that was me. Um, and it became normal for me. So I just operated. That was like my baseline, right? And um, I was working pretty long hours. And I decided one day that I wanted to go on a long vacation. I had not been on a vacation in years. And I decided that I was going to do a month-long training in Costa Rica for yoga, and I booked it. And I didn't tell anyone that I worked with <laughs> because I was scared to tell them because I thought I would lose my job. And um, so the first thing was like the willingness for me and the taking or, you know, developing the courage to actually book the trip. But before that came the willingness to really think about what is it that I want my life to look like in the long term? And that's what I want you guys to be thinking about. That's the first thing is like, is this what you want to be experiencing right now? I mean, I knew for me in 2013, that's not what I wanted my life to look like. And I did this really powerful exercise with my therapist. And this is really when I had started, um, you know, well, I guess a few years prior, I had just started my, you know, self-development, uh, you know, journey. However, something that was really powerful was me just sitting with what was my life like then? And thinking about what my life would be like in five years had I stayed at that place, had I stayed going in the direction that I was going. And then I, she instructed me to think about leaving, about leaving my position. And even though I couldn't see what it was ahead, just experiencing that in my body, what did it feel like? And when she did these two scenarios, my immediate, I felt it immediately in my body. I knew like the choice of me leaving was the choice that made me feel expansive. So if we come back to the Play-Doh example, it was like me outside of the Play-Doh cup, right? It was like me feeling like I could form into anything I wanted to. And while that might sound cheesy, it was so clear in my body. And when that happens, like you can't really ignore that. Um, well, you can, but I know I had been wanting to leave for years and I don't know really what it was that woke me up to the fact that, you know what, book this trip. But I know that it was my willingness to think about it, to think about what I really wanted from my life. And I knew that that wasn't it. And 
it was saying no to that job. So to wrap up the story, I booked the vacation without saying no to the job. (laughs) Um, And I went to Costa Rica. I told my employer at the time, obviously before I left, I told them. And, um, you know, I said, this is really important to me. I really want to do this. And I really, in the back of my mind, y'all, I was just hoping that they would have been like, hey, um, you can't leave for a month. Like, so you're going to have to quit Um, or we're going to let you go. That's what I was really hoping for because at the time I didn't have the guts to quit, to say, hey, I don't want to be here anymore um, because I didn't know what was going to be on the other side of that, right? So um, in this meeting, I go into the meeting. I'm telling them that I'm leaving for a month thinking that they're going to fire me. And they say, okay, great. We'll see you when you get back. And I was like, no. <laughs> I remember just being like, uh, that feeling of thinking about me coming back. And I mean, just so that you know, the job that I had, I'm so grateful that I had it because it made me who I am. It taught me so much. I was, you know, it's just, I overstayed, right? Like we do in relationships. I stayed for too long. It was time for us, time for us to go our separate ways, but I was scared. And so I go on this trip and that was the space that I needed to really be thinking about what I wanted. That was the next step. So it was just the first thing was just beginning with the end in mind, is this really what I want for my life? And I knew it wasn't, so I booked the trip. And then I got there, and then things became clear. And I, when I, while I was on the trip, I decided to quit my job. Um, and I remember it was kind of far into the month that I had been there. And I remember feeling, I remember looking at everyone else and being like, oh my gosh, they're having all these transformations and all these changes. And like, nothing in my life has changed. Like, what's wrong with me? Um, And I remember we did this meditation. We were meditating, you know, every day for long periods of time. And I remember we had a teacher come in and they said something that was really powerful for me. And I, this podcast is really inspired by this journal entry. And I wrote it down. She said, transformation happens in stillness. And it hit me like a ton of bricks because I was like, I have not even given myself space to be thinking about what I want, to form the thing that I want or to create, you know, the image of what I want the Play-Doh, for example, to look like. And then let alone take the time to actually do it, to take it out of the container. And it was like in that moment, everything made sense. And I decided to write the email. And I was so scared before I hit send. And I sent, I hit send. And um, and then it was just like things opened up for me. Um, and that was really when I feel like I started living a life that I was causing, that I was choosing and I was intentionally creating. I went back home after a month in Costa Rica and started my own business as a wellness coach um, in a nutrition coach. That's what my degree is in. And, um, within six months, you guys, I had a six figure business and I don't say that to brag. I say that because I didn't originally think that that was possible. I remember so many people telling me, don't go out on your own. Don't do it. People fail. And, but it was my truth. It was what I wanted to do. And I went and created that in six months because I decided to be courageous to be willing, that's the first part, is even be willing to look at, is this what I want to be creating? Am I willing to take the space and the time to decide this? And so 
here's my invitation to you. What is one thing that you can do today it, and it, like one small thing, I'm not even talking like it doesn't need to be like me, like what I did is like quitting my nine to five. It doesn't need to be that because mine literally started with just the thought of like, is this really what I want? What would be one thing that I could do? It was just, it was me getting online and exploring yoga teacher trainings. That was my, it was the rebellion. So what is the one rebellious thing that you can do today? Small. That would create the space for you to begin the transformation. This happens when you do this again and again. You ask yourself this question again and again. You will transform. And this is a way of being. Willingness is a way of being. It's not always about what you're doing and running around like a chicken with your head cut off. It's actually about pausing and thinking about what it is that you really want, creating that space so that you can have that transformation that you're really craving. Now, if you decide to come to the workshop that I'm teaching starting on September 19th, when you register, we'll send you all the replays. If you can't come live, it's no problem. But there is an option for you to upgrade your workshop experience. And what I've included in that upgrade, there's, there's several things, but one of the things that I really wanna speak to right now is your ideal schedule generator. This is a tool that I use for my clients to actually think about from a scheduling standpoint, how can they create margin and space in their schedule? And how can they start to actually look at their day in terms of what they really want their day to look like? What, it, what is it that they actually want? So it's a structure that gets you thinking in this direction. Now, the thing is, is that you don't need the structure for the transformation. It's there, I, I give this stuff to my clients because it's supportive for them, it's already there. You can do this yourself. It's just, so I'm not saying like you need to go on here and get the upgrade, but what I'm saying is this is something that you can just do right now is think about what do you want your day to look like um, and write this down, taking the time to actually do this. And, you know, maybe you've done this before and you might be like, oh, I've already done that before. <laughs> I know how that goes, right? But things change, you change <laughs> and it might look different. And one thing that I have learned about this stuff is that what I wanted my ideal schedule to look like, I don't know, in 2013, and what I want it to look like now is full is so different. I mean, I really thought that in order for me to have the life that I wanted to from a financial standpoint and from even a satisfaction standpoint that I would, you know, need to be working 40 hours a week. And um, now I often work 30 hours a week. And sometimes I work more than that, but from an ideal standpoint, I wanna have that margin. I wanna have that option. I wanna have that space for myself to do something else if I choose to. So that work doesn't feel like a have to to me, but it feels like, you know what? I actually wanna do this. I wanna show up. I wanna, I wanna create this. I wanna give this. I wanna spend time with this client. I don't feel like I have to do it. And it's the same thing with the play stuff, right? And I want you to be thinking about from a standpoint of your ideal schedule, Everything that you want to include, like what do you want your life to be filled full of? What, you know, from relationships to time for yourself to for time for like living out your purpose, for play, for rest. And and then even when you create that, how can you actually just put some blank space in there so that you get to choose? And it doesn't feel like your life is fully booked. Because as we know, that is not healthy from an energetic standpoint, but definitely not from a 
um, you know, a physical standpoint because you are not a machine, you're a human. <laughs> um, so start now. What is one little thing that you can do today to create space or have a margin in your schedule to rebel against this hustle and grind mindset? And maybe write down something, consider writing down something that's going to remind you of this. Like I love print posts, which is simply you taking a post-it note and writing something on there. Maybe it's the Play-Doh metaphor that supported you to remember this, right? It's like you got to take the Play-Doh out of the jar. Um, maybe it's just writing space on there or, you know, like the teacher taught me when I was in Costa Rica, transformation happens in the stillness. So if there's something that was, you know, insightful for you today, I highly recommend you writing it down because that's how we start to retrain ourselves. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, this is not a one-time thing. Um, it is going to require your willingness every single day. Um, but that's how you create that long-term success because when it becomes well-integrated, you build upon it, right? So it's instead of it being something that like you take one step forward, two steps back. This is like where you take two steps forward one step back, two steps forward, one step back. It does take our willingness. And so I want to level our expectations here that this is not a quick fix or a hack. I rarely will give you quick fixes and hacks. <laughs> um, I will give you tools that will speed up the process and insights that definitely can catalyze the process. However, it all comes down to your willingness. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you found this helpful, please let me know. You can follow me on Instagram at wellwolf and uh, let me know what you're thinking, what you would like to hear upcoming and head to the episode notes and we'll have the link there for the workshop. And I can't wait to see you all there and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you took some value from today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the inspiration on Instagram by following along at Wellwolf or visiting the website at wellwolf.com. I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, be well, be wild.